0: Welcome to the No Spin News Tuesday, February 11, 2020, Fight for Your Freedom, New Hampshire Primary Day. All the uh, TV people are up in the Granite State, Uh, a little chilly up there, but not crazy cold as it sometimes can get. I remember I was up there a number of times and your toes hurt after a while. Um, Tonight I am going to tweet beginning at 7 o'clock, that's when the polls close in New Hampshire, at Bill O'Reilly. And then as soon as a winner is called, I will write a message of the day, which we will post early. So we'll have that covered in that zone. Um, Now, uh, I want to just give you a little preview of what's happening up in New Hampshire. First, we'll go to the latest polls, the last polls. Emerson College, which is a media place in Boston. They have Sanders at 30, Buttigieg 23, Klobuchar 14, Warren 11, Biden 10. Emerson College poll, uh, so so. I wouldn't believe that poll, but uh, I do believe Warren and Biden are fading. Uh, Boston Globe, which is obviously a big New England newspaper, very liberal, uh, their poll says Sanders 27, Buttigieg 19, Klobuchar 14, Warren 12, Biden 12. So uh, both polls have the Warren and Biden fading, Klobuchar coming up a bit. Um, but the top two are Sanders and Buttigieg. And I think that'll probably be the way it shakes. Although 45% of New Hampshire voters said they could change their mind at the last minute. Um, Certainly if Michael Bloomberg were in a race, they would change their mind. And we'll get to that explosive audio tape uh, released by a Bernie Sanders supporter on Bloomberg today. It's really quite the story. But anyway, let's get back to the vote. So Biden is trying now to regain some momentum, primarily because he can't raise money. So you have to understand that he gets trounced tonight, and he will. Um, Then he goes to Nevada and South Carolina. He's got to spend millions of dollars in those states trying to get his support come back up. He's not getting any money. And that campaign is really in trouble financially. So he's trying to salvage something. He goes on MSNBC, of course. And this is what happened. Go.
1: James Carville and other Democrats recently have put a finer point on it, saying we cannot nominate Bernie Sanders or we'll lose. Mm-hmm. He said "This is, people are not going to vote for socialism, he says. Do you agree with that, that if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Democrats will lose?
0: I refuse to suggest any Democrat can lose. I think, uh, you know, we could run Mickey Mouse against this president and have a shot. Not a bad answer for the crew that he's playing to. Uh, he doesn't want to say, yeah, Sanders doesn't have a chance. He's a communist and don't vote for him because I just tee Democrats off. So it's not a bad answer. Um, I don't believe Mickey Mouse uh, would run strong against Donald Trump and um, maybe in California, but got a be maybe here in New York too. All right. So uh, Donald Trump swings into Manchester, New Hampshire last night, always does this to try to basically say, look, I'm the big dog. I come in. Um, I'm going to get a huge crowd and these other people, they're insignificant. Here's what the president said, go. Democrats are now the party of high taxes, high crime, open borders, late term abortion, socialism, and blatant corruption. But if you
1: want to vote for a weak candidate tomorrow, go ahead, pick one. Pick the weakest one
0: you think. So he's trying to sabotage, because in New Hampshire, anybody can vote for anyone. There is a Republican primary, but Trump has got it, so it doesn't matter. But you can cross party lines. You can do whatever you want. And he's trying to say, hey, I'm going to go vote for the weakest candidate. Throw that whole thing into disruption. You are listening to a free excerpt from Bill O'Reilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one on one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making you old fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly.
0: Uh, okay, Bloomberg. So Bloomberg uh, had some mo. He had some momentum to come up in a polls. And then uh, today, a guy named Benjamin Dixon. It was a podcast, all right? He gets a hold of an audio tape that uh, was recorded in 2015 in Aspen, Colorado. Every year, the Aspen Institute invites big shots to uh, speak about politics and things like that. So Bloomberg shows up in Aspen in 2015, as I said, and says this about stop and frisk the very controversial policy that African Americans in New York City hated. 95%
1: 95% of your murders, and murderers, and murder victims fit one M.O. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male, minorities, 15, 25. That's true in New York. It's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime mean, is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed.
0: So you've done, if you want to spend the money for a lot of cops on the street, Put those cops where the crime is, which means in minority neighborhoods. So this is one of the
1: unintended consequences is people say, oh, my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana. that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. Why? Because we put all the cops in the minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is to throw them against the wall and frisk them. And then they start, they say, oh, I don't want that. I don't want to get caught. So they don't bring the gun. They still have a gun, but they leave it
0: at home. Now, you could say that if you were running as a conservative Republican, but you cannot say that in a Democratic Party. You just can't throw them up against the wall. If you look at the policy of stop and frisk, it worked. It drove murders in New York City down 90 percent. But it also offended millions, not millions, but hundreds of thousands of law-abiding minorities who were stopped and frisked, and they didn't do anything. So very few of them, relatively speaking, would say it was worth getting hassled by the cops in return for the drop in crime. Now, I always say 90% of the violent crime victims in the most dangerous cities in this country are black. I don't concentrate on the perps, all right? I concentrate on the victims. 90%, that's the average, are black. So in order to protect those people from being killed and, and beaten up and mugged, you have to flood the zone with police. And in order to find the guns that the drug gangs carry, got to pat them down. So it makes sense on a law enforcement level, but the emotional level is that you're persecuting the black race. So how can Michael Bloomberg run as a Democrat when he says, throw him up against the wall? This is, Trump is gonna use this all day long. In fact, he's already started. And I'll get to that in a moment. But if you are a Democrat, particularly a progressive a very left-leaning Democrat. All right, you got a billionaire white guy who wants to throw minorities up against the wall. <laughs> Come on. I mean, this is this is so devastating to Michael Bloomberg. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Teamwork Your Way. There I was, struggling to balance my professional life and making my son something healthy in my personal life. And then I realized, my team and I can fix this. Sure, we're all pretty different, with different working styles, but that only makes us more productive. I work early in slides, while BizDev assigns tasks, and Legal works late in HelloSign. All from one shared Dropbox workspace. Try Dropbox for your team at Dropbox.com slash Teams at Work.
0: So here's the final thought of the day. According to Wallet Hub, one in three Americans, 91 million people, are afraid they'll max out their credit cards. Now, if you max out your credit card, you can't charge it. So if you're buying groceries or you're buying other essentials and the credit card is rejected, you better have cash or you're not gonna get what you want. Do I believe this? Yeah, I do. All right, Uh, people are living week to week. Can't do that. So I just want to give you a a, a little, a little tip here, and I'm going to illustrate it by me. So when I was a younger person, I was a high school teacher, and then I decided to go to Boston University, get a master's degree in broadcast journalism. It cost me a fortune to go to BU. I had no money when I got out, none. All right. I literally had to borrow money, put gas in my car to drive to Scranton, Pennsylvania for my first job. I couldn't put money down on on a apartment. I didn't have enough cash to put down an apartment. So the station had to advance me the money. And in return, I had to write gag lines for Uncle Ted's ghoul school. This is a true. all true. And it's in my book of old fresh piece of humanity. I had no money. So what I did was I earned a, a certain amount of money and I just made it, but I had to write down expenses, food, all right, gas. And I wrote them down. And then I stayed within. I, st- I didn't run up debt stayed with it. Discipline, 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 discipline. That is the final thought. See you tomorrow.